Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast where the penalties are made up and interference doesn't matter. Today's show is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Be sure to get on it and put all your bets down on the Avalanche because they are 2-0, baby. Taking down the Arizona Coyotes for the second game in a row. This one... Well, I don't know. Do you feel good about it? Do you feel bad about it? Obviously, you feel good about the W, but to me, Arizona brought everything they had and still couldn't get the job done. As AJ's busy looking at presser information over there. Um, I was answering your question. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, you have to feel good. I mean, you're these are the playoffs. You don't apologize for victories, and you only have to win so many of them until you're lifting the chalice at the end. So, uh, I'm so I'm... It's ugly. They didn't play very well. It didn't matter. Yep. You got you got the win. The the whole point, there's no there's no picking up a point. There's no fighting for tomorrow. There's none of that in a best of seven. It's first one to four. However that however that sausage gets made, as long as you're first one to four, you don't care about the rest. Amen to that. And a dub. to be honest, you you play you play a a great defensive game, a pretty good offensive game there in game one. And then you play a really average game in game two, and you're two. You're up two nothing in the series. Yep. All smiles at the end of the day for the Abs on that one. We'll get into the struggles a little bit, but let's start off on a high note first. AJ DraftKings king of the game here. For me, I don't think it was even that close, and it was Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, he was like, just great. Great that Burakovsky yeah. got the game winning goal. Uh, it really it. It either it was either going to be McKinnon or Grubauer, honestly. Yeah, th- that was the two to me. Grubauer held him to two goals, and McKinnon was just on a mission <laughs> in this McKinnon game. McKinnon was insane. And look, Tyson Tyson Jones was good today, but come on, yeah, There's it, like no no taking anything away from him, but you're not giving him you're not giving him king of the game over Nathan McKinnon. Tyson Jones put a great tip on, but if we can bring up the first goal here, I mean, just McKinnon does think. People shouldn't be able to do this, right? Like, McKinnon, after Gerard hits the post, first of all, and the Avs look to lose the puck, he hounds the puck down, helps Landis God create a turnover, gets the puck, just is gone, and then puts a perfect shot on Kemper. No goalie in the league is stopping that shot. No defenseman in the league is catching that guy. It's just absurd. Yeah, I mean, to be able to... You know, it's a great play by Landis God, too, to just chip the puck around the defenseman. Yep, knowing that he had stepped up, you know that Demaris had stepped up, and that that OEL was still too wide. He just he just throws it off there and just says, "Hey, I'm gonna have my best player go do the rest of this," and he does. Usually, a that's, good strategy to go for, eh? <laughs> I, I mean, it's just that's the the advantage that the Avs have with Nathan McKinnon is that they have the best player remaining in the tournament. Not there's there's not nobody close. else that you would take you know, from any of these other teams over Nathan McKinnon. The abs the abs have that feather in their cap every single game, and it's at, at this point. I mean, we've we've seen it. We've seen it coming. We've seen him. He's played really well, and now we're starting to see we're we start started to see it, it getting put on the scoreboard today. 
he got over his zero shots game and immediately started pulling the trigger in this one. Pretty yeah. darn close to having another goal or two as well as the game went on. The, but. the fact that he only really that, that he only had the one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I really don't know uh, how he didn't score in that third period when he blew by everybody yep. and cut in. I I thought for sure he was going to elevate that puck. I thought for so sure. I, I thought he had it. I I was like, oh my gosh. It was it was a highlight waiting to happen, and instead it was just like, well, you know, you know, Dom Filipovich will use this when he's talking about Nathan McKinnon on Twitter again, but that'll be it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's the all Avs, over the place. He was all over the place, and in a good way. And the Avs were kind of all over the place in a bad way in this game, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, Look, let's give credit to Arizona, where it's due first. They massively change up their style. We're much more aggressive on the forecheck and force the Avs defense into a lot of turnovers in this game. Um, sure. Not like, convinced by that? Oh, look, I'll give I'll give Arizona credit. That's the best I've seen them play in a long time. Yeah. That was they were really, really, really good today. I don't know that that's the reason why Sam Gerrard can't yeah, make Sam a seven really, pass again. Really, really struggled today. <clears throat> like I don't, I don't think Arizona's doing anything to Sam Gerrard to cause this. Uh, it's not like they were hounding him all over the place, and he just couldn't. He just could not do it. It was he's just not playing particularly well, and I think that their their puck management just isn't great right now as a as a as a team it was not great today two days ago it was phenomenal but today it just was not it was not very good yeah i mean he scored an own goal that sucks yeah it's it's a desperation you know the (laughs) grubauer kind of pooped that puck out and it was just (laughs) like all right i i mean (laughs) goaltending is hard man yeah I'm not upset with Groovy on it on either of the goals. The second one I probably would have liked to have seen saved, but that's because I'm greedy. I'm yeah. The, on the first one he made the initial stop. Yeah. So it's hard to complain about that one. The Avs oh boy, I don't they're, they're the Gerard EJ pairing got cratered in this game. They just got cratered. And yeah, to some extent got better it, as it went. It did. At the third period it did get better. And I understand to some extent they're playing the top competition on Arizona's side of the ice. But I would like to see a little bit more consistency there. Yeah. I mean, I just – I think that EJ was great in game one, uh, and he was just okay today. And I don't think – I don't think G has shown up in the series yet. I would agree. And and I'm not worried about it because you know he will. This is a dude that you know he'll have. He can. He's a. He's gonna have a tough game here, here and there. I mean, let's face it. If you want a round to figure out your defense and get some kinks worked out, it's a round one against Arizona. You can't afford it against someone like Vegas. But sure. But I mean, this is <laughs> this is how the playoffs work. Yeah. Face, exactly. When you're a top team, you face lower teams. Yep. Early on, like that's how this whole that's how the whole thing works. <laughs> so. You know, there. I'm. I'm not worried at all about Sam Gerrard. He's going to be fine. Um, I really didn't. Um, I didn't like 
a lot of the defenders. I didn't honestly. like any today. of even Kale was just fine at best. Like none of the Evs D were super impressive to me. Yeah. And I don't I, I think Gerard might have been the worst. Next to Graves, I thought both really had some some iffy moments today. But I I like I think the unit was mediocre. Yeah, I Cole did not have a good game. Certainly, uh, Gerard obviously. Makar was mostly invisible, to be honest. Yeah, he had the shot for the tip on Joe's goal, but you know, whatever. Yeah, anyone can shoot a puck a foot wide. They they were uh, they they had a large number of shots on goal today. The whole every single one of them had a shot on goal, uh, except um, no, they all didn't. They all had a shot. Did they have dangerous shots? It's a bit of a different story. Yeah, I don't know. Like Gerard had three shots on goal today, but you can't you can't have watched that game and thought, "Boy, Sam Gerard is definitely playing at his peak." <laughs> right. It, I mean, Sam Gerard. We know three shots probably means he's not passing very well because he would prefer to pass compared to shoot. But well, and he had he had a one of those three shots. I not included as was his best scoring chance. Yep. Which came in that third period, and you know it's this is a team that's it, they're comfortable shooting from the outside like this, maybe a little too comfortable, honestly. Um, I, I agree. Today, today might have been one of those ones where it's like, guys, maybe you know, eleven shots on goal from the defense. I think that's probably too many, unless unless Kale McCarr is going banana pants and he has seven or eight of them. I don't know that I ever want to see this defense with 11 shots. on. You're watching Nathan McKinnon tear this team apart in the interior of their defense. And you're not leaning into it when you're giving your defense that many shots. Yeah. So kind of would like to see them lean on the forwards a little bit more, but that is what it is. I will say with McKinnon's first goal in the game, the abs have yet to trail in this series. There were plenty of ties in this game, Avs have never fell behind to Arizona through 120 minutes of hockey. So, I mean, since they got to the bubble. Yeah, they've trailed for like a short time. They they against. trailed for a little bit in St. Louis. It was like a period and a half. And, and then the they trailed against Vegas or something. They trailed like several that. times against Vegas, but never for, for all that long. Right. They tie it up like two minutes later. Yeah. Every time. So they really have not spent very much time playing from behind in this series. And honestly, I think that it shows that how comfortable they are in a close game. Yep. Because they just, we haven't seen that desperation that, oh God, we're losing. We need to push really, really hard kind of desperation. But today we saw, we saw how a good team closes because they were, they were right on it. I mean, you're tied in the third, going into the third period you you start the period on a penalty kill and then nothing comes of that and you know you you get your own power play nothing comes of that and then it's sort of like a feeling out process a little back and forth and then well they I'm, just drop the hammer again you, you talked about it during the game and this isn't necessarily a good thing but i think it comes from a good place where you were talking about this avs team almost looks too comfortable in the 2-2 third period where yeah. they're being a little nonchalant about it. And that caused some issues for them. But when it got down to crunch time, they locked it in and they yeah. got the job done. Yeah. And like, look, they got a good break. 
Um, yep. Arizona hit a couple of posts here and there. They got a funny bounce off of, you know, a cadre shot that wasn't remotely dangerous and turned into the key play of the game. Uh, it bounces off somebody and it, it just goes right to Burakovsky, who almost misses a completely empty net. Yep. He tried to shoot that into Kemper. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, got okay. lucky. Like, you got it. You got a good break on that. You just did. But, you know, when you're in a 2 2 game, you're susceptible to that. Arizona Arizona has to feel a little bit cheated, just a little bit today. But at the same time, they also got lucky with Nathan McKinnon not single-handedly destroying them. Sometimes the puck don't lie, as they say. Yeah. So. Like, there's... <laughs> they uh, Nathan McKinnon could have scored four goals on his own today. Yeah, I easily. And... We can get into the the rest of that top line a little bit in the second period. But first, got to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery. Got myself a little Breck lager right here, sipping on it in the winner's lounge. If you want to get yourself some, you can, of course, always head on down to the DNVR bar where we have eight different types of Breck brew on tap or just go on down to the farmhouse in Littleton, get it right from the source and use code DNVR. You schedule a pickup with them. You can get $5 off a meal if that is your jam. And... Of course, if you're still riding the high of this victory from the Avs, go on and get yourself some Strava Craft coffee. You can get that coffee cold brewed at the DNVR bar if you're hanging out there or watching the games. Or you can pick it up and order online. When you use their subscription service, you get 20% off every single time you order. It's awesome stuff. Can really help with aches and pains, migraines, anxiety, you name it. They're awesome. Give them a try today. Second period the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So, top line. A lot of people concerned about Landeskog's turnover rates and Miko's seemingly casual, ineffective play in this one. I'm not worried about Gabe Landeskog at all. Me either, to be honest. He's played He's played much better. Um, the The... the the, the balance has been a lot more of the good. There's been some bad, but a lot more of the good. Like we, we've, oh, he skated, he skated and up into that guy on the zone exit and turned the puck over. But you forget about the three guys he skated through before that on the same, in the same possession. Cool. Like, and as part of the Avs breakout, he certainly didn't have any more turnovers than turnovers than anyone else doing. Yeah, that I'm, we don't need to spend any time on Gabe Landeskog as far as I'm concerned. I don't have any concerns about him right now. I think he's playing just fine. All right, then. Moving right along to me. <laughs> if he's not taking penalties and he's going to be, he's still going to chip in points every once in a while. Yeah, good. Moving right along to Miko, then. This, you know, I think, I think, I think uh, people are way, 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 way overblowing the way that I, he's played yes, overall. They are. He's he has five points, four points in but the playoffs. So I do, I do think that there is a huge room for impo- for improvement. This I thought was probably his worst game. I, I think, I think people have greatly overstated how poorly he's played on the as a whole since getting the bubble. I do think that this was not very good. And, like, he got – Arizona got so lucky. Like, you want to talk about getting fortunate. Miko wins a foot race, and this was kind of indicative of his day. Every good thing was met with a disaster immediately after, where he wins a foot race, he gets to that puck, 
and he completely misses an open in an open net, and you're like, what? Yeah. And then he gets hardcore interfered with, and then they have a six on four advantage going the other way, and it was just like, if they score another damn goal because of an uncalled interference, I am writing a strongly worded tweet to the NHL. If we can bring up Arizona's second goal here, you'll see exactly what AJ is talking about. Um, the fourth goal of the game. Yeah. It, it it's just and uh, look, we don't have to get too much into the Tyson actual Jones from a car itself. and EJ did get the other assist. At least like, he has. You're going to see this watching in cold here, coming back. Grabner, just clearly cuts across the and the takes circle, out Cole's body here, which gives Grabner room to walk in. I mean, there was nothing was but intent to, to interfere with the end of the circle and pick his spot. So that was such garbage. That's garbage, man. Yep. It, also, like, an ads home game. This Stop game. playing the, the damn howl. Score, <laughs> and you think, okay, the momentum <laughs> is going for the ads, I, and then all of a sudden, it is a little bit weird that they the play all the clips just from both teams towards the, games. the net. I yeah. admit, but you saw Cole was upset because he I got mean, knocked down, and he I, had to spin. I watch Cole. To be honest with you, I don't right think they need to play and then sounds he's at all. If he had been not standing like there's anyone up in the facing building. the play as he should have been, if you want to play that stuff, you can pipe it directly to the TV feed. If you're that needed for it on, on, yeah. on I, I just think broadcast but you're trying to you're trying to like create the in arena atmosphere they're not playing the howl in denver just right. don't and i mean look it is what it is the interference went uncalled there that was blatant and then part well, of me all would have almost been okay with it if that's how they called it the entire game right well and then they turned around and they call Everything super chintzy ones after the fact, and it's like, what are we doing here? So, it's, I don't. I <laughs> the officiating was bad today, and it was bad all over the place. Yep, it was it was incredibly frustrating because you're just like, I imagine imagine playing in that. You have no idea what contact you're allowed to make or not. Inconsistency is the word here. I teams, agree with Meeks. Team teams are good. I mean, players are getting away with it one shift and then three shifts in a row they get it gets called and you're like okay well which is it what are we looking at here you know and then Ariz- and, and you consider Arizona through a huge fit after game 1 about the interference the obvious interference on Derek Stepan that was called yep like they were super upset like what are they going to be upset about after this game they should they should be just as upset. This is non- <laughs> this nonsense, man. <laughs> it is what it is. Unfortunately, you can't go back and change the refing. But we have some questions about multiple abs players. Kind of skipped over Zadorov when it came to the defense. So he obviously got called for the penalty that honestly was pretty chintzy. He basically missed the hit and, and Grabner ran face first into him after the fact. Yeah, I think in that was entirely a, a classic optics call because his helmet popped off and you can't hit guys in the head in the NHL. Yeah, and, but he didn't even really hit him in the head. Like, Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. It was an optics call because yeah. his helmet popped off and it looked like he could have been he could have been hurt at the time and it's like, okay, well... That, honestly, that one doesn't bother me because I think that's a player protection call. Sure, he's he's looking at it and seeing a guy's you know guy's melons getting squashed, and he's calling that that penalty. Given how fast it is, given that there are ten guys on the ice and only two refs, and all the things that that go on with sticks and whatever, when a guy's helmet, I would rather them err on the side of caution in that situation. 
I'm good with that. That 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 penalty didn't bother me that much. And when when I talked after the uh, okay, when I talked on the uh, on the pod after game one, and I said, "Hey, Zadorov has to be disciplined and take his. He has to pick his spots because he will get he will get called for the big guy penalty." That's exactly what happened. He has to pick his spots when he's going against smaller players. He's got to try. He's got to try and either lead with a shoulder or avoid at all con and do everything he can to avoid head contact. If it still happens and they call it, then what do you do? But I, he just he's so much bigger than some of these. Especially Arizona has a handful of these littler dudes. He's susceptible to that. So, uh, but I don't have a problem with that one. That one was fine and. I'm not mad at him for that. I'm not mad at the refs for it. I think that's just one of those things that happens. And I'm glad Garland is okay. Yeah. It's obviously you hope for everyone to be okay, first of all. But we can backtrack a little bit. Obviously, Av's third line kind of stood out as one of their stronger pieces in this game. They ended up scoring the third goal of the game. I don't know if we can skip right to the replay or not, but you're going to get the best view of of the goal from the replay, which look, I don't think it was that great of a setup. The Avs kind of got into the zone and threw a puck toward the net and Tyson Jost just got a great tip on a puck. It's basically what this goal came down to. Johnson behind the cage. So yeah, I, you can see great job by EJ to get it in deep and, and a nice pass goes that to Comfer almost ruined. Settle but McCarr just throws it on net. Joe standing alone it in front. Redirected in front by Tyson lets it fly from the point. I'm sure Jost was trying to do that, but how much can you actually control a chip? Either way, and Tyson it's going to be hard to take Tyson Jost out for game three. We'll put it that way. Well, let's look at well, that not, crossbar oh. post. Oh, right. Oh. Not, Boy, not knowing you. the status of Donskoy, uh, not knowing the status of Donskoy and with mm-hmm. Nemestikov getting hurt in this game, I'm... I'm feeling comfortable with the idea that Tyson Jost plays tomorrow. Yeah. Um, just to, just as a quick aside, JT Comfort kicked ass today. He, it, honestly, if we're ranking the hierarchy of forwards when it comes to effort put into this game, or at least effort that showed up, Nathan McKinnon, probably JT Comfort too. Yeah, it'd probably be Comfort and Jost. Yep. <laughs> like, so. <laughs> They they were really really good today, and Comfort. It sucks because like Comfort's had some quiet games, and then we'll pick up a goal late, and everybody's like, "Oh, he's so clutch." And then today he plays out of his mind, and then doesn't get rewarded. And uh, yeah, it's like, and it just kind of fades into the background on the stat yeah, sheet. And you're and you're like, "Well, he had a great game." You know, I'm. <laughs> he gets. Uh, he actually officially got the assist uh, because I think that puck deflected off of him. Yeah. Well. It- Banked off of him to Makar. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it had to have gone off like like grazed his leg or yeah, something. Right, but he was so good today. And honestly, like that's how good teams get through the postseason. That's how they make their way through a series, a best of seven. Because Phil Kessel was great today. Taylor Hall was great today. Clayton Keller was great today. Arizona Stars brought the thunder, and Colorado, outside of Nathan McKinnon, their big guns were pretty quiet. And so the way you're going to win games is you need other guys to step up and have strong games. That's exactly what happened. This is why you go out and you get dudes. This is this is why you go out and you get bad dudes to help you get through a postseason. Matt Calvert was awesome today. 
Everybody on Arizona hates Matt Calvert. They are two full games in, and they are over the denim daddy. They are over uh, it. Nobody so, wants to mess with the denim daddy. <laughs> it's true. That dude. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right. I mean, yes. <laughs> are we going to need Eric to make a shirt? 100%. I mean, <laughs> denim daddy Calvert. Make it happen. <laughs> We need to. We need to. We need to call his agent and see if he wants to make the shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he think. I think he would think it's hilarious. When he either will think it's the best shirt ever, or like bordering on slander. One of the right, two. <laughs> or he's gonna be like, never talk to me again. <laughs> yeah, some DNVR jorts. There yeah. we are. Don't even just get right to the point here and make the the denim. No. Stuff. <laughs> No jorts in this company, please. You're not. Can't you just imagine RK wandering around in those? You know he'd oh, love them. You know he threw love away them. a pair of jorts. I was like, no, no, not in this household. <laughs> we definitely need some DNVR yeah. jorts then. He's got to get back. <laughs> okay. All right, hold it together here. Um, you alluded to it just to wrap up the second <laughs> period. Near the end of it, we have a clip of Nemesnikov's injury. Not going to speculate, but we'll show you the clip, and you can make your own decisions on on exactly what you think is ailing Nemesnikov. Unfortunate John Cena. Okay, yeah, definitely need jorts for sure. <laughs> but yeah, Nemesnikov off a of face-off um, Unfortunately, it ends up being a little bit of a, uh, a friendly fire situation here. As do something, he'll do it. But he has not. After Joe takes the face off, you'll see Nathan McKinnon comes across, he just collides with Nemestikov, and Nemestic. he struggles to get up and just walks off the ice and goes right down the tunnel. So the way that he's struggling there looks scary. Not good. Yeah, yeah, because that didn't look like a very big collision or anything like a, or right. like a like a leg or a knee that's one where it's like he can't get his balance and you're thinking you're you're worried about his equilibrium being off yep so <laughs> it's obviously hope for the best for the guy um the reality is the NHL probably won't release any information on it beyond he's unfit to play so we'll probably be in the dark on that yeah um and it sucks because he wasn't playing very well. He and yeah. that's always a dude where when he has a tough period, he bounces back pretty quickly. Yep. And so I was I was actually looking forward like here comes a big third. Yeah, there. like Nemestikov's going to come out with a little bit of with a little bit of fire and thunder of his own. And it he just never got the chance to and that was was unfortunate. The way hockey goes sometimes God <laughs> I don't want to sound mean or negative, and Nemesnikov has been great for the Avs, but every team takes injuries, and if your options are Nemesnikov or someone else from the top six, yeah, Nemesnikov feels like he got away well, with one a little bit. I mean, we 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 should probably have the Val Nachushkin conversation that he needs to get dropped. Yep, it, the the offense is not cutting it, dude. You could try and talk yourself into Christian Dvorak making a nice stick check, but Val Natushkin straight up boofed an empty net today. Yep. 
just a backdoor tap in. That was all he had to do, just get a stick on it. And off of another incredible play by McKinnon, by the right. way. <laughs> <clears throat> and just didn't even didn't even come close to it, honestly. Like it I'm he's they there have been too many now quality chances that he has played a, a legit role in ensuring that they do not end up in the back of the net. Um, that you need to start you need to start having the serious consideration of dropping him away from some of the skill players. These type of games, these type of plays are why you give Val Nachushkin a prove it deal after this year. Yeah. We were really curious how he would come back after the break and all that and look like the defense is still there. He still looks he still looks great on the back check. He still looks great along the wall. All the things that you like about his game are still there, but we're seeing the hard cap on production. Yep. We're seeing the hard cap of the the ceiling of his game and and saying, okay, now we know where it is. You know, after a 13-goal season, I'm sitting here wondering where the hell did 13 goals come from? Yep. (laughs) Because it just just doesn't look – it's not dangerous. It's not effective. It's actively holding a line with Nazem Kadri, who's as locked in as he's ever been. Like it's actively holding it back. Agreed. That, so and I, I, I think just just drop him, and then obviously that was easier to do when you had Donskoy and Nemestikov in your lineup because you had ready-made guys to 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 move right in. If both of them remain out, then maybe you just keep him there for now because of lack of really good options, especially if JT uh, and and Jost are going to work like that together. <laughs> then you kind of just let that be. I mean, it's it's tough because the Kadri line got murdered on possession in this game. I mean, they got yeah. cr- – and part of that is because Landeskog was moved up to the first line for a lot of the game. But you can't maintain like that. It's got to be better. So Yeah. Well, and, and like this is their first game together that they haven't been good. Otherwise, they've been sure. lights out. So, sure. But it, the – the swing was pretty volatile. You can't be that right. bad. And and honestly, like you, when you have and some like some of these line changes are game situation uh, as well. Yeah, right. Like, of course. When you're when you're when you're two two going late into the third, you're not just going to roll your lines. Yeah. You're trying to generate offense. So Matt Calvert and company aren't going to see the ice quite as much. You know, you want you you know Nathan McKinnon is stealing shifts because. He's he's full blown Super Saiyan mode, and you know you're 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 getting him out there more often. Like one of the things that that Bednar does well is that he coaches to the situation in the game, in terms of who he puts out on the ice. They do a good job of that, and he's never afraid to roll McKinnon. He's never right. afraid to put the three headed monster together when he needs it. So, right. And, and then he's not afraid to make little tinkering changes. Okay. JT's playing well. Jost is playing well. Okay. I'm going to do this. Like Nichushkin is reliable on, on defense. So I'm going to put him with, I can put him with anybody uh, that's a little more offensively inclined and he can anchor them. He can, he could do a good job there. Like there's lots of, lots of this and that. Right. But, what what you really what I really like about how they've been kind of handling their business uh, 
is is that everybody kind of is starting to get comfortable in their roles and they're they're really the the coaching staff is very comfortable seeing these guys in different positions so you can comfortably move guys around in game you don't have to worry about chemistry you don't have to worry about you know oh do are, are these how is this going to work all these guys know each other and have played uh played played really well w- with each other at some point all over the lineup just say win luke <laughs> right. jump on and do it whenever you want uh, that's i'm a little nervous <laughs> he's gonna pay us 100 what is he gonna say that can't be him. worse than anything i've said i mean i guess that's true that's i mean the true. dude the dude did this read in front of his parents the other day i'm not worried about <laughs> what luke has to say okay i mean i i read it and i was like ah, i don't know but okay i'll trust you guys i'll trust you <laughs> All right. Anyway, on that note, it is time to take our second period break. Not Manscaped, but WGT Golf, the number one sports golf app out there, loved by more than 20 million people. Of course, you can join us. Search for DNBR3 once you go to dnbrgolf.com to download. Get in on one of our clubhouses. We have tournaments every single weekend, including this one. One starts tonight at 8 p.m. You can jump on there, beat all of the DNVR fam, and show off your digital golf stuff on true-to-life courses like Beth Page Black, St. Andrews, Bandon Dunes, many others as well. So it's awesome. Highly recommend it. Every time I play stroke play, I never do well, but every time we do closest to the hole, that's when I play well. That's when I get my leaderboard scores. So I uh, haven't talked to Adam, but we should be getting that ready tonight. Yep. Again, 8 p.m. tonight-ish. It should go live for this weekend's tournament, so jump on while you can. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We kind of beat around the bush here. We talked about him a little bit at the top of the show, but Philip Grubauer holds Arizona to two goals on 30 saves tonight. For all the time he had off in game one, he had to do some work today he was very good today he was very good (laughs) um really just the one the one goal against that you maybe don't love yep and i mean grabner's what five feet from him with an open look was allowed to walk all the way in basically yeah Yeah. So, so i'm I would play Frankie tomorrow. Um, this wasn't the kind of dominant performance that screamed, you have to play Groovy. Give him and the he, rest. He had and to make 30 saves. It's but, not like it was easy either. And to be honest, you're up to nothing. Yep. Like, look, man, we're not going to wear the jorts, okay? We're going to have other people wear the jorts. <laughs> we have attractive people that work at our company that can model them for us. We don't have to do the, that ourselves. Look, all right. Look at our cameras right now. There's a reason they are where they are. Okay. Yeah, man. I don't ever wear pants for the pod. <laughs> Let alone I'm saying. I'm saying. Get out of here. Um, uh, like I would play. I'm I'm playing Frankie tomorrow. Um, you're up two nothing in the series. If you get a win from your backup goaltender against their super high caliber number one, you're up three nothing. And you're you're loving life. If you don't, you're still up two one, and Grubauer goes back in on Monday. Yep, I think it's no problem. No I'm not. About I'm it. not worried about anything. Meanwhile, Arizona is staring down the barrel of having to play Darcy Kemper again tomorrow. Well, and and really, not just that, but they they put their best foot forward today. Yep, 
And if there's one thing that we've seen that is very, very, very hard to do in the NHL, it's to play your A game every single game. Especially in a back-to-back. Well, especially the morale cannot be high in Arizona. When you play your A game and you still can't pull out the W in a game that arguably they might feel like they should have won, but they didn't. Yeah, they could they could definitely feel like we should have we we deserved a little bit better of an outcome, but at the end of the day, like you look at if you look at how these teams actually played, 5 on at 5 on 5 in this game, the Avs had a five-shot attempt advantage, a, a three actual shot on goal advantage. They had one more scoring chance, and then Arizona's one advantage here is that they had two two more high danger chances than Colorado at five on five. So you're talking about the thinnest of margins in that, and and we saw it. it the game came down to the, it came down to one bounce that went Colorado's way. And let's be honest, neither team capitalized on power plays. We've said it a million times. Abs are a tough team to beat five on five. Well, and and the this was the this was the first game you can really be upset about the power play. It wasn't good today, and it was the first game in the bubble that they didn't score a power play goal. Yeah, I'm not every other game they have a power play goal. I'm not even talking just abs here. The Yotes power play didn't capitalize either. Their power play sucks. (laughs) It's not, and arguably they're like when we we joke about the abs declining power plays, Arizona should, yeah, because it's sapping all life from that bench. Their power play goes out there, does dick for two minutes, and then they get back to five on five, and they have to slowly rebuild all that momentum that they had going into the power play that helped draw the penalty in the first place. They they should straight up decline power plays. They are their power play sucks, and that guarantees they will score on the power play tomorrow. I can live with it because it is not good. Is this a is this a P Sega Baba? Oh, wrong wrong clip. Sorry. Is this a P Sega Baba? The p- playoff Sega Baba? The PS Sega Baba? It's just a Sega Baba, man. It's There's just no a... no playoff on that. No, just let uh, it be. The acronym's got to get longer and longer and longer. Yeah, that could. This this comment honestly is spot on. That Arizona's power play is what Abs fans think their power play is. Yep, it's it's one hundred percent true. And I think they actually percentage-wise, I think they finished pretty close to each other in the regular season. But since getting to the bubble, Colorado's power play had been really, really good. And today was the first day where it was like, "This is this is bad." After tonight, I think Arizona's power play in the bubble is down to like 13 percent or something abysmal. So, yeah, I think they flashed that graphic that they only they've only scored twice in the bubble on it. Yeah, and the Abs have like five or six. Yep. So pretty stark contrast there and while the abs failed to take advantage they didn't lose any ground either so yeah i mean honestly the big thing here is that they arizona we we talked about it that arizona was going to come with the best that they have this is a proud group it's a veteran group they were going to come with with a certain fire today that they didn't have in game one they were going to bounce back. We were going to see a really good Arizona, and we got the best of Arizona today. We saw we saw what they had to give. It was pretty good, especially against a Colorado team that that was not playing their best, and it wasn't enough. I don't. I that to me that has to be demoralizing for Arizona. Yeah, I agree. I I, I just how do don't you beat this team if you can't win that game. 
Yeah. I mean, they could say, okay, well, we're going to get back to it tomorrow, but they have to expect Colorado plays no worse than they did today. Colorado brought their C game in this one. It was not great. They got by on a couple of players' Herculean efforts for the most part, and then a lucky bounce at the end of the game. Yeah. So if Colorado's going to play better and Arizona can't play any better – not a good place to be. Uh, we can we can kind of finish off here by showing the game-winning goal. Obviously, the Avs got a little bit lucky, but, you know, reward it's players. hard work. Yeah, exactly that. And you'll see the, the Kadri-Burkowski line getting the job done here. With the pass motion was just Always a, nice to see. Pretty simple. Late, so Cole gets it out. Burkowski up to Calvert. Yeah, it was bouncing on the just gets side. it in Here's the zone. Burkowski and then they the just bench. track down pucks. He'll have to they find players. That shot Not a great shot, shot, but the bounce comes through. Andre Burkowski after the save by Kemper. He rips it home just, to give the I'm not even going to try and talk over my phone. Yeah, motion cloud. I was like, let the, call, let the call breathe a little bit. Wasted no um, time to put it into the back of an empty Don't FDX. think we really need the replays on this one. So it's, it's just a funny bounce. Avs hounded pucks. Simple as that. Um, I was watching the game as well as the DMVR Nuggets post game show, which was at the bar. And when Burra scored that goal, you could our mics are so good, yet you could hear the noise from downstairs. Everyone was so stoked at the bar, which is just so cool. And they were like, "Wow, this is you know the Nuggets have have lost their last three, right? I think they lost again today." So <laughs> they were like, "Wow, look at this happiness down there." <laughs> You wow, look at look at a team that actually understands how to close. <laughs> oh, oh I, stay tuned. The Denver Sports Podcast after this. Maybe AJ will get into it with some people. <laughs> Feisty Friday. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just true. Like I don't I don't mean to like, but look, if the if the <laughs> if if the Nuggets weren't trying to get Air, or Arizona, trying to get Utah in the first round. Maybe we would have actually seen the good players play in the last few minutes of their games, but whatever. Regardless, the the abs are proving that they have the metal right now, that they've got the toughness, they've got the mental fortitude to work their way through the postseason. Like this is this is my biggest takeaway from the series. The the abs are the more talented team. They're up to nothing. They're in the driver's seat. I was really curious how the abs were gonna handle being a favorite. They haven't been a favorite. I mean, honestly, even going back to 13-14 when they were the they they won the division and they, they were the higher seed against really Minnesota, yeah. they weren't really much of a favorite in that series. A lot of people picked Minnesota because they knew that that nug that that Nuggets that Avalanche team was kind of fraudulent. That they were they got there on smoke and mirrors and crazy percentages that very obviously did not hold up. And I was curious how this Avs team would handle being a favorite. And so far, they're handling it just fine. Outshot or outscored their opponents in third periods eight to one in the bubble now. Yeah. They have closed games with ease, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. And I mean they've had they've had two games in which they had third period deficits and they erased both of them. Yep. And beat St. Louis and then lost to Vegas in overtime. In fake three on three overtime, which by the yeah. way, I I I'm just assuming AJ agrees with me, but three on three overtime in the playoffs is idiotic. Yep. Let them play real hockey until this whole, wins. Oh, once they get past double overtime. Yeah. No. 
Get out uh, of here. But I heard AJ say that after six overtimes, there really wasn't actual hockey being played on the ice. No, it's just a lot of guys <laughs> just skating up and down the ice at that point. But you still got to make them earn it. Yeah, absolutely. I would. I would be for delaying that, like pausing it and resuming the next morning before I would be before three on three. Amen to that. You earn a goal. Keep playoffs real hockey. Yeah. For hundred percent. Like, you and you and I could disagree about shootouts and all that in the regular season and all whatever. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. Regular season regular season's got to end. You gotta get home. We gotta get sleep. We gotta go to work tomorrow, son. Playoff games, no. No, 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 no. Playoff games are too important. Stanley Cup is too sacred. You yep. earn you earn every single inch of that thing. So don't give me any. If it gets to three on three, because you and the other team decide to take a whole bunch of penalties, and that's how you guys want to decide it. Like, gentlemen, that's oh, your hey, own business. I, I appreciate you, AJ. I appreciate that lead in so much. All right. The Avs earned another inch of the Stanley Cup today. And if you want to earn a couple inches, perhaps below the belt, Manscaped can help you out big time. <laughs> Honestly, Allie is just. The disappointed mom of DNVR. There's no way whatever Luke does is going to be worse than that. You want right? to earn some inches yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Manscaped. People are saying I trusted you guys, and that's my fault. I understand everyone in the comments. Look. I made between, a mistake. <laughs> between this and jorts, you should always have your faith in us. Yeah, we got this, Allie. We're betting two for two so far, as far as I'm concerned. Every Ooh. show I produce, we come up with a, a new a new thing. I, I'm loving it. I just got to produce every show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you want to get your Manscaped on and get 20% off and free shipping, you can use code DNVR20 when you head to manscaped.com. Of course, if you don't need help in that category you can always get things like breath mints or deodorant or whatever you need cologne any type of hair care taking care of your body products they have you covered one way or another again manscaped.com 20 percent off and free shipping with code dnvr20 we're going to get out of here for the day on this post-game show as we have a bunch more post-game content coming your way, whether it be the Denver Sports Podcast, reviews, grades, you name it. All will be over on thednvr.com. If you're not subscribed, now is a great time to do it. We got Avs playoffs, Nuggets playoffs right around the corner, and of course, Rockies putting together a very good season. So now might be the time if you're considering subscribing. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening, whether it be live or after the fact. And you will hear from us again post-game tomorrow.